I'm just going and starting before we get to it. You, you, uh, you've got the video game that's coming, the Telltale Games mm-hmm. for the Expanse. Absolutely. So, yeah. Got, and, I, I don't know anyone who hates this show or the books. Oh, no, 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 100%. Well, what, what's hilarious is what most people don't realize is the author is actually two different people. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they don't read the fine print. They just go, oh, Game of Thrones in space. It's like, yeah, but that was just the marketing chip. It was already out before Game of Thrones. But yeah, yeah. So for those wondering, who are these free? Who are these people? In Jerry Seinfeld's word, um, we got Kyle Wagner. Welcome. Yeah, it's great to be here for the first first time, and first I'm really time. excited about talking about The Expanse, one of my yep. favorite sci-fi shows of recent memory. Absolutely, we always revisit something, and we always say best moments. <laughs> yeah, uh, the best villains, the best. Bad, you know the badass moments and then i'm your host cam and with me is also the lethal mullet and my partner in Mine, crime, hey, and, uh, <laughs> you, you can see both their shows again on the wonderful fandom podcast network and i i am not kidding i'm not kissing ass when i say i'm seeing so many people come together it's not just the highlander podcast it's not just the action i'm seeing so many people just ignite it is ecstatic just like expanse here i'm seeing so many people come out of the woodwork or like where was this podcast, you know, five years ago? Is this, take the compliments yeah. is all I'm saying, dudes. It's it's a ride, but only you can get that kind of compliment because I see so many people who want to buy compliments, you know? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> we, you know, we, we, we tried. We, I mean, we're going into year six on the Fandom Podcast Network. So. That's fucking amazing. I see so it's, many and people. And this is all, all naturally grown and we just do it for we love it i mean we don't we don't do really any patreon we don't put ads <laughs> in our shows it's just yeah. we want to be able to talk about what we want to talk about and not have people kind of directing what we have to do and say and it's we organic. want to put shows as we like to say around here we want to put shows out that feed your ears it, it's definitely <laughs> comfort food to the ears man and altogether, i mean what i'm finding now from podcasts is they're kind of learning backwards. It's like, oh, now I'm learning all the public speaking skills. I was too lazy to learn from my English professor. <laughs> and they're appreciating radio again. And stuff like Expanse is making people even realize how big, a you know, like a giant sci-fi opera cyberpunk fanatic they really are, you know, because <laughs> like, there's so many Easter eggs to Blade Runner and Total Recall. And I mean, for God's sakes, yeah, uh, Shankar was the one who wrote all some of the best episodes in 90s Outer Limits and even the data episodes on Star Trek. So it's just like, uh, he's come a long way. And when you have Neil deGrasse Tyson just saying, this is the best legit <laughs> sci-fi show, you know, it's like, you can't just get that every day. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of amazing. And Adam, I think you'll agree with me on this. We've talked a little bit about this. There's a lot of intelligent science fiction being done right now. There really the are. Expanse. I've had what, to tell what, people um, that. Then it, what Denny Villanueva is doing with his interpretation of Dune, you have yeah. um, Foundation, which I have been watch catching up on on Apple TV. Plus, oh, I was is... waiting. I was. I'm so happy I now get to finally see season two because I was waiting, man. I was yeah, waiting. And I've was... also been watching their new show Silo, which has kind of got a little bit of post-apocalyptic, yeah, very intriguing mystery show. And it's by the Justified Banner Brothers guys. You would never think yeah. they would do sci-fi, but there they are. They're doing sci-fi and. Everyone's stretching themselves. Bill Lawrence, you know, everyone knew him as the dramedy guy on Scrubs. Then he teams up with all these other actors and comedians, and he creates two hits for Apple back to back, Shrinking and Delazo. And that doesn't happen overnight. They got to get comfortable going that avenue, you know? And no, I, I think that's so true. I see so many. There's such people. An, there, 
Yeah, there's such a need for content because of all the streaming services now. People are getting the chance to stretch their legs. They're getting such a big chance. Tell different stories. There's so many competitions. All the streaming channels now are trying to get their own fantasy show, their own, um, you know, as we say, science fiction show, particularly space opera. Uh, And I think the big thing is the market that Star Wars is kind of leaving as they're kind of failing to bring the goods. I mean, there's no nothing in the cinemas right now for how many years? (laughs) <laughs> from right? from Disney, right? And they can't deliver, right? So they, they everyone else has come to the table. You've got a Battle of Star Galactica movie that's literally sitting on the shelf, currently getting done. Oh, absolutely, man! Well, you know, and I think that's the thing is, if there's a need for something that we all want out there, this is, I mean, this franchise, Fireflies and other ones, Serenity. Um, yeah, people are always testing the waters. It's like, do I get a comeback? Do I get a comeback? Oh, and and think about just what came out. <laughs> Well, think about what came out today. Strange New World Season 2 starts there today. There you go. And, and finally, the new season of Black Mirror hit today as well. Yeah. It's our lucky day. <laughs> you know, and we, I mean, there's just, we're, we're, we are in a state of just constant content. Me, me, anymore. me, me. And then met by comfort food, chunk food. You know, <laughs> junk food. But part of, part of me is actually glad we have the writer strike right now going on just in the aspect i needed a minute to catch my breath as a podcaster because it's just like it's like i can't keep doing all these podcasts oh and it was it was gonna happen it was a thousand percent gonna happen you know when people play too many games they got to set an example and i apparently it just got to that point where people were looking at (laughs) well and i've talked to people i know within the industry here in the u.s and they're telling me we've been told you, you better be ready for a either have a lot of non-union jobs lined up or a lot of commercials or something like that because mm. this thing's not going to change anytime soon because these well, companies you need to be in a different country there Carl. i mean out here in australia Absolutely. we've got an industry just burning with no right strike at all i mean we are kicking down the doors right now you've got a mad max movie that's just about to launch in the next right, uh, month, right? now huh. i've got two mates working on that film down in new south wales they're literally doing reshoots as we speak. Yeah, and there's a Blade movie that still no one can agree on. <laughs> yeah, well, Mahershala Ali is going to be 50 by the time that Blade movie comes out. <laughs> That's right. I read that somewhere. But what's, what, what's, what's even funnier is, and I don't know if you've seen this or not, they've started filming Deadpool 3. Yeah. And I, I think they're going to have to stop because Ryan Reynolds, because of the writer strike, cannot improvise from the script. Yeah, you can't go off script because of the writer's strike. Yeah, I'm like, writers you are taking away one of the biggest weapons in his pocket. What are you, you know? Yeah, he's overrated. Well, either way, I mean, comedian. This is where comedians have to be a little more clever. Is like, hey, yeah. instead of just telling the same nightclub joke, just go down an avenue, take a risk. You'll gain more but, respect points. What's even more interesting, though, and I, I just listened to a, a wonderful podcast called The Town. And it's mm. all about the inside the industry. I and they were talking check that about, out. They are talk. They were talking about the Flash and how <laughs> it's actually benefiting because you don't have the talk show circuit to do because none of these shows can be live right now because they have no writers. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so it, it's it's just it's it's insane what's going on and how much this one thing is affecting so many things. And yet, in the meantime, I'm hoping people are using this as a chance to go back and check out some things they haven't watched, like what we're going to talk about now, yeah. which is The Expanse. 
Oh, totally. I'm seeing so many people who are afraid to get into certain things. And I'm like, guys, this is just as good as, you know, deep popcorn, like, you know, any of the Star Wars or Star Trek shows. But it's interesting how some people go right into it and they'll have all kinds of reasons. I just liked how the ship looked. I just liked how the characters were talking. And the next thing, you know, whoa, but this has something more that I did not expect, you know? <laughs> Uh, it's somehow like many shows despite being canceled twice it it's just its legacy is still active <laughs> well People. What, what, what's funny about the expanse too and adam I, I think you know this as well jeff bezos at the time when he was in charge at amazon at the time desperately wanted to get the expanse oh he, he was so so angry when sci-fi got it oh, and yeah. so when when sci-fi realized it was having problems and the yet again the sci-fi channel has to remarket itself and cut expenses and the expanse is like their most expensive, expensive show to make. expanse yeah <laughs> um he jumped all over it but i mean because he actually intended for the expanse to get the money that the rings of power got ended up oh. getting well, should sci-fi channel if they even touched it they don't have the budget that's something well like, you know, and they just of, wanted to be kind of like part. syndicated programming where it's shot for a tax cut in Canada and airs for two seasons, but yeah, they are almost as bad as Netflix, where they cancel without warning. It's like, yeah, um, to this day, one of the shows that makes me so mad that they canceled without warning because they and the show ended on such a cliffhanger, and I loved it so much was Dark Matter. Uh, thank you. Yes, uh, I was one of those. As like, just don't watch those last five episodes, and boom, you got a complete story because you're not, and it sucks because. I, you know, I love how Sean Ryan, you know, who you might know from shows like The Shield and mm-hmm. Last Resort and Nash Bridges, mm-hmm. and he always wraps up every season he's on. He doesn't wait for studio yeah. permission. But I respect yeah. the Stargate guys, too, because, you know, they wrote the damn comic. Uh, look, but... look at S- SG, um, I mean, they, they had everything running. And then when you move into yeah. Dark Matter, you've got such a ground behind you. You knew you were so going to have people would see have... parts of that and be like, mercenaries um, in space. Uh, I got to see this. <laughs> Well, you had Stargate Universe, which was pretty gritty, and, and moving into yeah. Dark Matter, it was the perfect ground run, you know? Oh, yeah. and totally. And much like Expanse, it does kind of become kind of a, you know, spot the Stargate or Dark Matter actor mm-hmm. or even spot the X-Files actor or <laughs> any of these well, other Canadian shows. I mean, and, and too, um, at least with Stargate, because they bounced around so damn much. They started <laughs> on Showtime, then they went to syndication, then they mm-hmm. went to sci-fi. They realized we probably need to write every season they did, so it's not on a cliffhanger because right. <laughs> a thousand percent. So I gotta ask you, you both: Who is each of your favorite uh, characters? We'll go with the mullet first. Oh, Miller for sure. Miller is oh. one of those you know interesting ones that obviously Brave captain you know, very selfless. Well, you know, like it's an interesting character, you know, because we get to see him come in. And, you know, a little bit like, you know, obviously he's in dealings with Holden and stuff like that as we go through, you know, the, mm-hmm. the first two seasons in particular, we're getting to see everything through his eyes, you know, and, um, and then also, you know, this whole Delta, you know, um, yes. in, in world. And all know? these and prejudices what, yeah, they each have. Yeah, yeah. And Delta Loda, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, they got these fictional slurs. Yeah. yeah. The Kara G character I was quoting a lot. I was like, oh no, off the bridge. <laughs> yeah, so well, there's a mate of mine, um, actually from the UK, he said, you know, it reminds me of when I went to Australia. And I said, why is that? And he said, 
because mate, you speak the language, but it's completely different down there. I said, "How's that?" And, you know, and it's straight away it's our, you know, the, what we say, our slang. You know, get out there, you go. Really like three pips in the barbie, hey eh, mate, here you go. You know, all this sort of thing. Once you know exactly what those terms are, like, hey mate, grab me a spoonie out of the esky. You'd be like, "What?" Oh, the chili dip. <laughs> and they don't know it's just a, you know, ice box. You know, right. Like that. Different terms, oh, but yeah, like they've done in this beautiful big universe. And it's just, it's clever because it drags us in wanting to learn more. As we do. ILM wishes they could do visual effects. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you reckon, Kyle? Uh, so, uh, Kyle, man, I, um, who would you, you know, sail to the ends of the galaxy with? Just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, with this show, as far as the cast, I mean, the cast from top to bottom is spectacular. There's nobody Lovely. bad on this cast. They've all been husbands um, or semi working, or they needed the comeback, mm-hmm. or just character actors starting everything. And this is mm-hmm. all going to be one of their best highlighted roles. Yeah. I mean, but, but for me, I think I, Holden started off as my favorite character. But as the <laughs> show went on, without a doubt, my favorite character through all, all of it is Amos. Yeah. I love uh, Amos. Amos Burton. Amos Burton, who Stop. I believe I'm reading about in this one right now, which is, uh, what is it? It's Memories Lesion, and it's the short story. And you get the churn in it, which is all about mm-hmm. Amos and what he's gone through, the poor bugger. You know? oh, wow. Talk about a, a character that's been through one end and out the other. I tell you, that's bloody hell. <laughs> well, I, I think the great thing about the Amos character was he just told it like it was. He didn't, he yeah. just went straight to the point, told you what he was thinking. There was no... Yeah. Whenever he disarms nope. someone, he says, please, please don't have me kill you. I don't yeah. need any more blood. <laughs> and so we relate to him because instead of being, you know, like Han Solo, where he's an asshole for the first, you know, 40 right. minutes and then changes his voice, it's just interesting how it's like with this, you know, like like you say, he just wants to be very blunt. Uh, so I'm going to be slightly cheating. I'm, it's a tie between Amos and Bobby. Bobby's great too. Uh, like Frankie, Frankie Adams, duo. yes, and yeah, yeah. Frank, Frankie, and you know, just Actually, like Amos tries to find out who killed his prostitute mom. I just love Bobby's. He's just like a bit much like Holden's kind of a fugitive on the run. She's been abandoned by her government because she won't cater to a conspiracy mm. they're coughing up, and it's just like everybody's a bastard, you know. <laughs> Bastards get along with other bastards sometimes, and this is the point, you know, like they. They all have to get along in the ship. They all have to take turns. Uh, I mean, and like you say, Holden's arc is also gold because, you know, like he's a biracial kind of uh, guy. He's trying to understand his upbringing and the different cults. And then again, you know, like he wants the impossible. He wants the world, which he can't have, you know, and then he downplays it. He <laughs> wants his, you know, separated kid and wife to love him. He's not getting that either. So then he goes with the final this pretty much leads us into the highlights of the show is like, well, I, I gotta say though, if we're talking about the characters too, yeah, in truth as great. I mean, we have our favorites to me though, the best character, as far as the most developed, the most different angles and everything is without a doubt, Christian, because she is that character. Oh yeah. You want her on your side, but you're still scared to freaking death of her. Oh, oh and you want blunt. She's blunt as a butter knot. I mean, she really. I, she I've always loved that actress, but yes, uh, Sharon Agladishu, yeah, who she of course everything. is a legend, and oh. her. I mean, and her her, her voice is in, you can't you, you don't miss her voice. Recognize that raspy oh, yeah. voice, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah she but she's a few cigars in her time. 
Yeah. And just the but, way she curses is also kind of adorable because it just kind of adds to her mighty woman kind of character. It's like, you don't expect that from this gal. I don't have any issues with any of her scenes. And that says a lot because I see so many people when there's politics introduced, they want to fast forward for that part of the show. But I've never seen anyone say it with this. Mm. I, I don't have any issue other than that. It was confusing at first that her husband changed actors, but that's a different story. Yeah. I was like, yeah. hi, seeing things. Oh, yeah, and good actor who I'd seen in every other Canadian production, but I was like, yeah. wait, is he playing her age? It wasn't oh, even no. Seinfeld, he was in Seinfeld for a while. Oh, one. really? Yeah. Wow, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I, I, think, I think one of the great things <laughs> about the, the expanse, yeah, one of the great things about the expanse, too, so you talk about the political of it, the expanse so hard plays the political so well because it isn't dull and boring, it's right? it's. You're, you're, you're analyzing it and seeing it through these three different factions that have experienced so many different things, and they all have a valid point. And that's what mm. makes it even more fascinating. Then you add in this terrorist group who, in their own right, have a valid point, even though they're taking it out to an extreme. Absolutely. We but you can actually find, you can, that's one of the magics about this, is that you can find a sympathy in, from every side. And you can also find like, man, there's some really messed up things that the side is doing too. There, there's, there's no, yeah. there's no, there's no innocence, and but they're they're not all completely devils either. And I think yeah, that, that's what, one of the things that, that they're, yeah, a godsend either. There's mm-hmm. like half the time I think Naomi's uh, terrorist uh, husband is kind of interesting because yeah, he's he's not only not taking no for an answer, he's like I'm not doing this to hurt you. But you will get hurt yeah. if you join the other side. So oh, I'm just yeah. putting it out there, and I will use your son as a weapon because that's all I got. Use everybody yeah. as a weapon. This is all out. I'm tired of this damn galaxy. I'm, you know, all the tyrants and all the other lawlessness, you know. And so it's interesting, like you say, they don't feel like retreads of the same character, just angled differently mm-hmm. or spoken differently, like some sci-fi shows have got gotten in trouble with. You know, was that a line meant for someone last season? That doesn't work here. Yeah, and here, yeah, it's very fleshed out. And you just get the sense that from both the authors and the writers' room, you know, who are so active on Twitter, is like, we want a new feat. And kudos to that final season. I was like, how are they going to top those last two seasons? You know, they well, keep doing mate, it. Mate, 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 you've only got to look to the books. I mean, it's there. Yeah. Goes from that Why shit season, on it? It works. It's gold. First, well, <laughs> 30 to 40 years into the future, and you get to see what happens to those categories. And the legacy. <laughs> Yeah. Kyle's categories. The, the other the other the other great thing about the expanse too is because I think they did work with the authors so well in keeping it true true to the books, but still working to make it for television. And you yeah. brought this up earlier mm. earlier. The expanse is the first science fiction show that I have seen in a very long time that truly respects the science of space. Absolutely. And you just can't put it down because the character motivation is at its core. You, even if you don't, and sometimes you don't understand someone right away, but you want to go on that mystery journey because they've done, they literally have checked off all, the whole list, the ships in jeopardy, but it's more to it than that. They're in a neutral zone. They're in, you know, they're, they got no way to control this ship and they're panicking just like you would supposedly if you were in this so-called scenario. And yeah, and any, any hacks or cheats that they put in there, it was earned because like you say, they respect the fans, they respect the material, they respect 
doing more than just put on a catchy show you know like there's no comparison like it wasn't trying to compare itself to anything else it's like i mean you could control you could see elements there but it's just building on what's already there and finding its own voice as opposed to what can we do with that Battlestar didn't want to go that deep on you know <laughs> well and, and that's the thing and you bring up Battlestar. yeah I, I think i think battle there's one thing that you can there's a lot of i think threads you can pull from Battlestar to the expanse the, the biggest military. one for me is, is yeah. yeah but i mean but the biggest one for me is again respecting the actual science of space where space no matter what is bad is going on space is like okay we're in space we've got to respect <laughs> that or we're screwed and i think yeah. that's one of the things that i loved about the expanse was compared to even star wars or star trek or anything space is an actual like something we need to worry about where within those type of shows it's like yeah, no, we, we're not even worried about the fact that the vacuum of space is just a few inches be through a oh, piece of metal or piece of glass instead of figuring out how to get someone's attention you know with a gratuitous sex scene or gory uh-huh. shootout let's just have them just say what is happening and like i kid you not so long story short when this premiered in 2015 uh were you guys there from day one or did you catch oh, up yeah. on it when it Okay, well, yeah. so I saw only the first two episodes. I was like, this is a dynamite show. And I'm going to get sucked in, and I'm going to fail college. So let me get out of college first and come back to this. And I kept reminding myself. And then my sister got exactly that same, like, little toy figurine of the Rosinante, you know, ship that <laughs> all it has. And then I was like, motherfucker, I got to get back to it. And then finally, you know, it come, it's renewed for a second year on Amazon, second to last year. I'm like, okay diving in and so by the time i was caught up season six had just premiered i'm like let's let's fucking kill this guys let's 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 watch this and it it was a it was a trip it was really good but i also had to remind everybody you know this is just like any of these other amazon shows that's their signature it's just like reacher it's just like bosch you have to watch three episodes a night and be taken note you will forget stuff that's key to your enjoyment so don't 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 you know some shows you can kind of have in the background and you mostly get it all like Breaking Bad, but you cannot have this in the background. You will miss everything because it's not even just a visual. It's or it's Easter. Tra- there, there, there's so cool. many little story elements to it. And oh, yeah. Adam, uh, um, yeah, you'll, I, I think we've had this conversation about it. How, even with the changeover to Amazon, because the stuff the Sci-Fi Channel did Obviously, it didn't have quite the budget there, but it was the top. It was still pretty top notch for the time. Right, they and, and the, the sci-fi. <laughs> the the under the good thing that sci-fi did, and this is always when sci-fi channel gets a hold of something, you never know. <laughs> yes. Sci-fi channel respected what the, the, the where it came from and the source material and the creative thought, which is so it. wild. Is like and, they give you freedom, but yet they still don't promise that it will go beyond just a season. <laughs> yeah, and then so when it does, when it does get canceled and Amazon gets it, obviously the biggest notice was definitely the increase in budget for the effects and things like oh, that. Yeah. But <laughs> and of course they could have a little bit more freedom in how they wrote the scripts. But I, mean, Adam, I, I do think this was one of those cases where we had a great, a, an incredible show only become great because of a changeover in networks. You just said, again, it's a budget increase. There's somebody behind that money that really uh, loved the material. Obviously, he's probably read, I mean, Jeff read the books. There's no doubt that he loved the characters and where things were going. And I think knew that, hey, we need to fund this and give it, obviously, to... And they trusted you know, each other, man. really know how to do it. They really they did. I mean, the writers, too. The writers, yeah, the writers were involved. Having and 
that platform and that platform was what's there. I mean, and then every winter and every summer out here in Australia, when we got seasons, you guys got it over there in the winter. I mean, that was always a fun time to be able to, you know, devour those seasons and you know, watch it. Everyone's on Twitter or Facebook and we're all talking about the plot yeah. lines and, you know, the what's Naomi gals getting a bunch of gigs. The Steven Strait guy had yeah. seen a bunch of things, but let's be honest, he wasn't known until this, you know, and, no. <laughs> and realistically, they kill off one of their most well-known actors. Yeah, Thomas the, Jane. That, well, not only not only yeah. Thomas Jane, but um, <laughs> you had uh, Paolo, I can't think of his last name right now. He played the doctor in the first season. Oh. And he gets killed. Yeah, but he was. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, he was actually a pretty well-known actor at that point because he was coming off of a great run in the U.S. off of um, that um, USA Channel about the doc, that the concierge doc, mm-hmm. Royal oh, Pains, yeah, yeah, yeah. where yeah. he played the brother. So a, a lot of lovely. people knew who he was, and he was probably one of the more recognizable. Jason faces Omero, right? Some... No, his name was Paulo uh, Costanzo. Oh yes, wanna... yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, it's the mullet yeah. Seinfeld joke earlier. I see what you did there. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he was, he was actually slow. Sorry, <laughs> you know, he was he was probably at that at that time when that show premiered, one of the most known faces on television at that time because that show was such a huge hit for the USA. Thousand percent. He didn't know why it was so popular, but yeah, you're like, and this got our trust so much to where it's like a rarity. It kind of just reminds you of kind of just. By half the time, the suits don't know why they get, you know, lightning in a bottle. And sometimes they leave it alone, other times they make it worse. But it's just kind of a big reminder is like, either, you know, understand this better or just let them go for it. The, the no, worst and- thing you do is you take credit for it. You know, you don't have to. So many people feel like they need to own it. It's like, you don't need to own anything. You just got to do a good job. Well, and, and the great thing about this too, cast is you had this wonderful cast, and nobody had an ego in this cast. Absolutely, I have not heard anything of someone tripping someone in the high, hallway or demanding, you know, a pay raise. Is yeah, they're just happy to work. They've all been in all kinds of productions, and, and yeah, I've never heard about any of them being assholes I mean, refusing to come out of the trailers. <laughs> Even Thomas Jane, you know, I mean, he's done for the ringer. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, realistic, realistically, I and, I love he's a good actor, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, realistically, I th- and I think this is one of the reasons why they maybe had a little bit of issue with the direction of the show at the end is obviously there was the one controversy with Cass Anvar. And, mm. when, and they had to change his character's story because they had to write him off the show. And understand true. So under, yeah. under the things. But Adam, you and I have talked about that. And I, I mean, I, I, I kind of wonder if that, happening didn't kind of put them in a spot where they weren't sure what direction they could really go well it's tough because i mean it, it, unless you've read the novels you know obviously that character continues but I also they... uh, there's a lot of other characters that in the novels which are completely in different areas so there's a couple of characters that um are from right up in like book six or seven or whatever it is they <laughs> get dragged into the second season and now yeah. that becomes part of the belter sort of um it's um, natural you see them in the background knowing they're going to probably be a force at play but you don't know how instead of they literally let it all out of the bag and i don't accept this because this was you know ham-fisted and no that's so true i think they figured again i do not speak for these disclaimer but i think they were just comfortable just going their own way with it at those last five episodes because they're just like it's pretty hard to just kill this we we gain the respect 
we're not doing anything drastic that we don't think the character would do in some capacity and i mean i've seen so many shows with a similar arc like this where the melodrama of a terrorist family is just done to death but like like you said we weren't even looking at him as just terrorists or just as wow the past came back to haunt you it's you know it's a lifetime cycle for like, no, like, it's not even that see it's, it's not even that like yeah you, you've got our small world here which was the you know obviously mars world view. Earth, right? belters right that's our view Belters. then the big thing is in the middle of that is the proto molecule right now not only is you know, the proto molecule is an interesting storyline no matter where it is where it's in the books yeah in these things. it's freaky now, as if we want to know true, more. <laughs> we we find out that obviously there was two massive races of some type of alien they've left this and it's it's both a gift but also a kind of a snare a um a trap at the same time what are you getting out of that technology there's more than just healing uh, a weapon or transport uh and and i won't spoil it here anyone that's listening tonight it changes and grows even further in the books and expands us expanding the expense yeah 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 100 percent so um, and that mythology even gets, I mean, if you get into the role-playing games, you'll, you'll, you'll get even more. So it's interesting that no matter how big we get, the, the word expands actually really uh, the, is the development. I, I, I can only hope that future sci-fi writers are really taking notes. And anything that would, I, I did see my mother, who's a fan, uh, kind of complain that uh, Holden kind of played too many tricks at the end. You know, when he they're saying you're gonna do this and that, he's like, yeah, uh, no, I ain't. I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it or wants to remember <laughs> what it was. But I was like, no, that failed earned. And I I justified it. I literally went to essay papers, like, he established this and that. So I'm used to this kind of rascally trick. That trick was earned in my book. But uh even again, it's such a minor thing. It's literally in the last five minutes. But I mean, I gotta, yeah, no, uh, I gotta uh ask you guys this your theory on this before you guys go um do you think bobby accompanied amos to the whorehouse <laughs> i just want to know i don't think she did but i'm kind of morbidly curious not that i care either way <laughs> I, think, I think i think she might have because <laughs> she looks at her face like i mean what the hell it's not like this, this is just stupid fun she, she's a she's a marine she she's she, yeah, she seen things <laughs> Because she was like, oh, guy, boys will be boys. And then everyone's just looking at him dead on. And don't get me wrong. This isn't like a Christopher Nolan thing where it's trying to fuck with the audience. Like, I'm cool with them not answering it. It's to the viewer's interpretation. It's not like Blade Runner where we're getting an argument. Oh, the writer and Harrison Ford are right. No, Ridley Scott's right. No, you're both wrong or you're both right. (laughs) It's it's nothing trivial. the character in in the show. I mean, she's phenomenal. Well, and... I it's so hard to find people who are naturally like I believe you're strong, and having well, tried out modeling back in the day, I got so annoyed at how they if you didn't have pecs you didn't have a shot, and it, it just seems like uh, same kind of deal here. It's just they look like everyday people who have special skills, and it's not like the superhero movies where we're looking or action movies where we can tell who's the stunt double who's clearly you know more slick or anything we're not even paying attention to other tech stuff like what kind of gun they're using we're we are the way it is shot we are following them every trench every abyss Mm. every wormhole you know every suction of the universe that's cooling us and 
the other great thing about The Expanse is to, it is one of those few shows, yes, you had your core group of characters, but you had so many supporting characters that were cycled in and out, but you never had a character that's like, good God, I just can't stand this character. Yeah. You had all of these great character. <laughs> yeah. You had all of these great character actors coming in and out of this show, whether it was David Strathan, um, oh, the amazing wonderful. Chad Cole, the amazing Chad Coleman. Um, mm -hmm. You had um, Andrew Rotillo who played Diogo. Um, you you had um, Elizabeth because, Mitchell coming yes. in now. Oh my God, Vern Gorman from uh, Torchwood fame for a lot of you. <laughs> I mean, just just an amazing awesome. in and out, and a lot of these actors who were you knew them from the sci-fi scene and you, there are a lot of those, oh, I know that person type of yeah. actors, but there's so <laughs> phenomenal that it was, it was just so well done. And just uh, one of my favorites was Kara G as Kamina Drummer. Absolutely. Oh, you don't know where, oh, yeah. And then when her mentor <laughs> straight arm passes away, yeah. you don't expect it. And she's feeling exactly what the audience is like, oh, no, 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 no. I can't be cash right now. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be a captain because I get a revenge mission <laughs> and that fuels me. So we kind of, like you say, yeah, we are kind of always laughing with her because of how playful she is with her slurs and everything. And then, like you say, we, again, the insight, it's just so, it, like you say, it is not like every other sci-fi show like Twilight Zone or Star Trek where, okay, they're there, but they're not quite there yet. Yeah, they, they are making sure they are making sense. Well, I, I'll give you another one. When they when Nadine Nicole came in on a regular basis as Clarissa Mal and her oh, her amazing chemistry with Amos, it's great. That whole time they're on Earth just trying to survive in that final season is just it's great, amazing. We, we, we feel the claustrophobia, yeah. you know. I, I see so many movies where the budget is so cheap we just don't buy anything, and it didn't matter how they shot this. Like I bought it all because. They cared that much about it, and I've just lost track of how many people just half the time just will take technology you know they don't know how to use yet. You know, like when TV first switched to digital, there were so many camera shots that just did not line up with what we thought was you know on film, and because they weren't ready yet. But I think we're now to that point where people are now just saying, "Okay, I may not be ready, but I'm ready now." <laughs> I'm gonna make myself ready. <laughs> and, and also, to to take the switch from everything that's in the early seasons with the proto molecule and have still have that be a part of the series throughout. Be interesting. Though, yeah, but but then to go to where now you have all the gates to go through, and that op opening up the world like that, and how you're dealing with that, to then going to what they did in the final seasons with with Marco and how Ke and shout out to Keon Alexander who was phenomenal in that yes. role, but to to have such complicated, complex, intelligent storylines and to go from one to the other and then find ways to even make them relevant within each other. It just, I mean, this is this was one of the most well-written television shows. Ever. Absolutely. And as I've said with even crime shows like, uh, you know, Ray Donovan or Power, I, I, my theory is they cut too close to home. <laughs> mm -hmm. critics are afraid uh, yeah. to even give them a single nomination because they're going to very deep territory they're like john wick but if john wick got really fucked up and you know with more than just revenge and bloodshed and cool assassin world with tarantino type dialogue but yeah um uh, the
We'll return after these messages. Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music, new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga, right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous, I don't even know where to Anyways, uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. BlindKnowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. The fact that this is still being ignored by award shows and yet has a high critic score and audience score just is proof of that testament. It doesn't need any fucking awards. It doesn't need permission. Uh, it, and it, it, won, it won a ton of Saturn awards. Oh, that's, well, that's good. Too. But see, yeah. I, I wish more people would talk about the heroes in Saturn. It's such an undervalued profession. <laughs> Well, I, I and I know I know I've brought up a lot of castings, but there's one other one because I'm watching Foundation. Oh yes, Jared Harris, who played Anderson Dawes, I... is only in seven <laughs> episodes of this show, but yet he felt like he had such a bigger impact and was around so much more than just those seven episodes. So the Foundation is his. <laughs> All right, uh, love you guys. Thank you so much. Sorry. So, but, but no, I, I Adam. I mean, the, you know, just just what they did with the actors they have, and just the the talent that they they brought brought through is again it's one of the things that makes the show so special. It's, it's so, so it's special. camaraderie, I and mean, these guys really had a rapport together, and um, they were invested in the story as much as obviously uh, you know Ty Frank and them. But I think what the thing is, as they grew through, they didn't know where things were going unless yeah. you know. 
they, and let they them try and figure out let them analyze this like breaking bad let them say if they can do good you got no excuse i hope any line producer is looking at this and going you don't need 20 you know plus million to be fucking good you need care and time you know <laughs> and, so one of the points and I want, I'm curious to get what both of your takes are on this because I'm actually haven't having to Thank discuss, you. discuss this with you is one of my biggest beefs in the with like as much as I love Star Trek Picard season three mm-hmm. even Mandalorian season three one of the things that a lot of these modern shows have lost is the sense of character peril and the expanse yeah. every space battle everything that's going on you really felt like there's a possibility we could have this main character die i think the only other show that in modern in modern tv that's really done that successfully is game of thrones because they established that right out of the gate that guess what nobody's safe in this in this show but the expanse it just you always felt like in the whether the amazing and beautiful space battles or whatever was going on somebody could not walk away from this that you never as a character you really care about absolutely they treat these characters at peril all the time and, and what did that it's just as for us as um, you know, readers of the books or watchers of the, the show, is that we're learning more about what it takes for them to, you know, bring their next level. You know, it's the classic hero's journey that George Lucas has already talked about with Joseph Campbell or Frank Herbert with Dune. <laughs> All those elements that they put in there is bringing out what we love about those characters, and plus having to, res- you know, Amos, for example, wouldn't lift up, you know, anything to help anyone, but he realizes he has to for him to survive. And in that, he becomes a more compassionate person. That's what brings about from him. And Holden that's what we needed. About becoming we a, a tougher go. guy, <laughs> yeah. a tougher leader, because he's by nature a diplomat. But that changes as things go. Through he the realizes series. there is no then, diplomacy. It's just well, yeah, theater. You, you look at, um, there's, there's no other show. I mean, June is one that doesn't um, uh, hold back in killing people off as well. Um, I haven't seen. That I haven't seen that. And particularly, uh, particularly uh, what, what, what's your take on it? Like overall, like is it going to be like a big giant like five season arc, or is it? June's a movie series. But oh, also oh, oh, oh sorry, I, I I thought you said June, but yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't aware no, no, no. what that was. But yeah, I, I am aware of the Dune prequel miniseries. Uh, but no, that I'm I'm loving how you're bringing that up because, again, people think it's lightning in a bottle when really it's just care. And it's just, like you say, I mean, people need to just start studying good movies and books and they'll eventually, when you've broken it down and you find out why you even like it, you know, you can, you can fix this puzzle piece. But again, I, I get that sometimes it's easier said than done. Look at how many times they've had to redo Mario Brothers, Fantastic mm. Four, even... You know, well, and, Dungeons and Dragons and again, in the movie. <laughs> you know, like, like you said, it, it's care, but it's also finding the right elements. And sometimes you don't know until you start production whether you have those elements or not. The Expanse got it, was lucky enough to get an amazing cast that had great chemistry and worked well together. You know, you look at, I mean, you, mean, you mentioned Fantastic Four. You look at that fact one, Fox had no idea what they were doing with the property. No. They could never, they never seemed to be able to get a cast for Fantastic Four that had any chemistry. Yeah, And I think that, you know, I, I think when you're talking something like Fantastic Four, if you do not have that chemistry with your cast, it doesn't work it's never anything. ever going to work. And 
like I said, the, the, the expanse realized what the creators realized what they had and they went with it. And again, to me, this is one of the biggest things is when the studio lets them do what they need to do. Yes. We we see this more. uh, The example I always get, I I give a lot of people is the difference and how Disney handles Marvel compared to star Wars, because (laughs) When Disney purchased Marvel, Marvel was already pretty much set. The Avengers was in the can. We knew it. (laughs) Disney bought Star Wars when it was really hurting. And the problem is, is Disney decided, well, we just, Marvel's doing fine. Kevin Feige's got that ship running. We'll leave it alone. But they can't keep their fingerprints off of Star Wars and can't keep their fingers out of the Star Wars pie. And we look at where Star Wars stands now. And Disney had this whole idea of we're going to make a whole new Star Wars that is going to be just based off of what Disney's our characters that we put in there, and it hasn't worked. Lightsaber, yeah, yeah, and it and it hasn't worked. You know, even even the Mandalorian, which yes, okay, they created Mandalorian and Grogu, but because it has is used characters that have been established in Star Wars history and has more of that feel of what George Lucas did in the original trilogy, it's worked, but. The stuff and, they've tried to do outside of Rogue One and Andor, I feel like they're yeah. just struggling. They don't, un- it's like they don't understand the product they have and they won't, but they won't let the creators do what they need to do with it. I'm very I'm afraid really- for that network because, again, you know, like I saw the Willow show. Some people liked it. Most people hated no, that, it. It, it. That that show was bad. I was yeah, so it, it broke bad. my heart. I was very yeah. mixed. Like I didn't hate it as much as everyone else, but I was like, see, they, I, they I was tried I too was, much on the effects. Not. I, I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was done by the first episode because not only effects, but because they tried to force certain storyline elements in there, and it just felt like we were putting it in there because we're trying to appeal to this instead yeah. of just having it be a natural part of the story and then an 80s soundtrack that is so out of place you're like yeah. why are we hearing rock and tunes in what's supposed to be a fictional ancient mm-hmm. fantasy world you know it'd be like i don't know if you started playing leonard skinner and alice in chains d- during a game of front scene you're like well what the fuck are we doing here you know it doesn't make sense and yeah uh, i i am noticing a lot of just force like for instance I've even talked to other people who just watch even just regular TV and they can tell you already why the fuck did they do that change? Why did they kill off that character who everyone loved? It felt cheap and forced. And uh, NCIS, for instance, you know, it's always going to be on, but people have liked the new guy, Gary Cole, not just because he's an accomplished actor like these Expanse guys. He's done everything, you know, mm-hmm. cartoons, hysterical yeah, sitcoms, yeah. serious stuff. He's earned respect naturally. They built him up. They had him on last season, five episode build up. There's enough warning, and we accepted that. Okay, the lead's going to step down, and he's going to take over, as opposed to, yeah, that just feels like someone argued over a contract. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that. Like other shows have done that. Like this guy's your partner, and oh, he's a piece of work. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and if you think about it too, look at how many properties Hollywood is now revisiting. Yeah, instead of creating new new properties. Now, don't get me wrong. Justified is one of my all-time favorite shows, and I oh, am so yeah. forward to the return of Justified Can't wait. in July. Yes, I, Adam, I know how you feel about Timothy Oliphant, but <laughs> but <laughs> but I also have concerns because how much of this are they going to change? One of the things that was so great about Justified was the freedom it had, and I, I will say this till my dying day: Justified had some of the best dialogue in a ever. TV show ever. 
ever. Breaking Bad didn't even come close. And, and, and I, again, that's the chemistry I, between Walton Goggins and Timothy Oliphant, too. I had yeah, to get one of my coworkers in a headlock. He's like, it's a cop show. I'm like, buddy, watch the fucking show. You don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. Just because it's got a guy who's a marshal does not mean it's a cop show. That's like me saying The Sopranos is only a gangster show. No, The Sopranos is about life. Fuck off. And it's just and the same thing with some of these superhero movies. I like the Doctor Strange movies because, and even Shang-Chi to an extent, because it's kind of more like The Rocketeer. It's not worried about if we're as good as the other Marvel movies. You're like, let's just have some mischief. And then along the ride, let's bring some other dark fantasy horror guys in there. They can experiment with this and bridge this gap. Because what we're seeing even more than just toxic fandom, and you guys are doing a good job, by the way, I am not bullshitting. You're killing it. You are making sure we are giving a deep takedown. We are not here to piss you off or divide this no. any further. We're not here to beat a dead horse. And the, 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 I feel the like idea doing is, the idea for us is, the, is that everybody likes what they like and you're entitled yes. to do that. But just because you have a difference of opinion on it doesn't mean you're wrong. It doesn't mean the other person's wrong either. You're allowed to have your own opinion. Now, what I will say, and I think Adam, you will agree with me on this. What we won't, what we don't tolerate is somebody just saying, oh, this sucks. And then not yes. giving us any reason why. Well, and just trying to be what does that even mean anymore? Everyone just uses the first insult that's trending. Not good enough. What does that mean? What is good enough? You got to back your words up, mean? man. <laughs> At the end of the day, you have to back your words up. If you yes. have to come up and say, this, this is horrible, this is bad. Well, why don't you like it? And what is it that you're going to watch instead of that or read it? Uh, you know, there's Tell always me. something that is going to be like that. You know, for me, I can't stand half of the new Star Wars or Star Trek. Um, yet I know Ted, Kyle, and the others absolutely love it. Picard, I love. Um, yeah. Discovery, I loved maybe the first and second season. The minute they started peering away from Klingons, I'm like, come on, this is freaking Star Trek, for crying out loud. Um, you know, and then Strange New Worlds, yeah, it's, it's okay. But Picard nailed it, and we got a captain of a certain ship that got killed off. Mate, they had no freaking idea what they were doing. They killed it off just so that they could, I don't know, have, have the, the, the original TNG crew have a moment. And that really and they actually even final yeah. poker game that actually meant something yeah. instead of let's do it for the billionth time just because fanfare motherfuckers. But yeah, it that, that is a good point <laughs> because I, I I'm noticing what's dividing fans even more nowadays is half the time just how the dialogue's done. Like uh like they're even bringing sitcoms back, and half of them I'm just rolling my eyes. I'm like, it ended perfectly, it doesn't need it anymore. I'm, probably watch five episodes and then say fuck it why was i thinking and there's plenty of other shows where i'm telling my parents hey you remember that show you liked in the 80s it's coming back and they're like oof beating a dead well, horse i, I, th I think there, i think there's two big things going on within the fandom bubble <laughs> and i think i think this is one i think this is and the, the expanse actually is a representation of this because i think this is where we're going wrong the expanse was this great standalone thing it, they didn't try to make 18 different spinoffs out of it or anything like that. Now, I know that there are rumors that Amazon still would very much like to revisit the world of The Expanse with some films. And <laughs> right. I, I'm, all, I'm all for that. But I think where we're having the problem is, is that, and I, I, I am a bigger, nobody's a bigger Marvel fan on the planet than I am. 
I grew up reading Marvel comics. <laughs> the, 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 the MCU, the MCU is one of the greatest, greatest things as far as I never thought I'd see these comic characters on the screen like this. However, and this is this has always been a Hollywood. What the MCU did with the Infinity Saga and being able to have this grand experiment that worked over a 10-year span was a one-time lightning in the bottle. You cannot repeat this mixture. No. Yeah, and the problem don't. is now Hollywood <laughs> is trying to repeat this over and over again, and it's not working because the issue being we have too many different things to grab our attention, and nobody wants to invest into something that they have to see every single little thing that comes out that might even be remotely related <laughs> to it. You know, and I yeah. think I think Quantity Marvel is it's not the answer. Yeah. I, I think even Marvel is starting to learn that lesson a little bit after Phase Four, mm-hmm. and where you're going to start seeing more Marvel projects where they don't all interconnect. Maybe you have like the street level heroes with a storyline that interconnects there. The cosmic level with it little and then maybe you have the one big movie event every 10 years or something like that but that doesn't have to run through every single project that we're doing you know and i think i i, I and i th- i just think too we're we are hitting a point where i think what i consider our tentpole franchises in a way i think they're getting closer to either end of life or in need of some serious renovations and renewals to themselves to Refresh. I, I look, Star Wars de- needs it desperately. Star Wars needs to get out of the Skywalker saga yes. timeline. They need to. They need to explore the grander universe. Marvel Better needs yet. to shake things. Yes. Just appoint Kevin J. Anderson. Timothy's yeah. on. Everyone will shut yeah. the hell up already. Yeah, Marvel just <laughs> is in a learning process, and I think Marvel's a victim of their own success, and I think they're trying to. They're learning from that. I look at Star Trek. What people aren't talking about is Picard is done. Discovery is wrapping up in 2024. Strange New Worlds is becoming their flagship show. And then their only other live action projects right now or other Star Trek projects that are going are animated. And don't get me wrong. I think Prodigy and Lower Decks are, are fun and appeal to, are great for what they appeal to. But, you know, everybody's screaming for this Star Trek legacy show. Nothing, we had, I weren't hearing anything about that the writer strike isn't helping i look at the and i look at what i consider whether you like it or not the other big hollywood temple franchise of the last 15 years is fast and furious because it makes a ton of money and it's huge worldwide and that is ending and god help me i i i was brave and i went to the theater and watched fast 10 and i i don't understand movie physics after watching fast 10 because yeah yeah and why does every other thing well yeah that is true he is using it to fund riddick but it is interesting how i can't think of any other franchise where people don't even necessarily like it for the right reasons other than like something schlocky like sharknado anything else is often (laughs) called a sellout you know and anything any stallone franchise any police academy i don't know i'm running out of franchises because like you like kyle's saying franchises are kind of dying but it is getting to that point well you need a cocaine bear franchise yeah there you go and now but i think i think that's the other thing i think that's the other thing more shows like the expanse where you just watch it and you you're in it take a chance do it and and we need more shows like that that are their own thing that stand by themselves and yes. and we don't need to be a, a part of a bigger universe, you know. I think Amazon 
is it's really in interesting. Watch what's going to happen to Amazon over the next year because Rings of Power did not succeed like they were hoping it would. Uh, I was a fan, but I, yes, that that is true. It um, completely. They're, they're, uh, what is it? Coven, their new show, the what the spy one. That's that's tanked. Amazon is yeah. going to be taking a different method because if you look at it, the stuff that's succeeding for them are the smaller things outside of Jack. Yeah. yeah, outside of Jack Ryan and Reacher, most of their stuff has been smaller level shows, and even Apple is finding the same success. They're not using these huge big budget shows that are their hits. It's and it's, Apple bought a twenty four, so they got the indies working for them. And Amazon just bought MGM, so they really got it going for them. You know, it's just so. Yeah. So it, it's interesting because I look at the Expanse as one of those bridge shows from one time yes. to another. Because you had had it on a network with Sci Fi Channel, which I think within five years the Sci Fi Channel is going to be something that we're going to talk about in the past. By network, I don't know <laughs> the Sharknado Network. Boom! But oh, boom, there's boom. a whole other podcast to be talked about about the history of the Sci Fi <laughs> Channel. That was quite. Um, well, when they changed the name. Well, but. Even still, so you had it on the sci-fi. Then it went to Amazon and became part of this streaming boom. Yeah, they can they get that win. <laughs> so it, it's it's a I think when we look back on it in history, it's a real interesting show to look at for that reason as well as just how amazingly well done it was. Yes, and it's a lost art because half these fools who get all the credit they don't know why it works. You look at how every other 90s blockbuster had to look just as big as a Die Hard or Terminator movie. It's like, do you know why they work and why these knockoffs don't? You know, it just got annoying because you're seeing it. You're seeing what they don't see. It's just well, like, and, yeah, sorry. And, and well, no, but you're, you're, and to your point too, the other, the other thing that Hollywood is guilty of is we have a successful franchise. We're going to make it successful until we've driven it into the ground and then, and then some. Taken. <laughs> we didn't oh, expect taken. it to even be good. Hacks, and, you know. <laughs> and yet, I see Hollywood also have the ability to at least somewhat resuscitate a franchise. And I, I look at a movie I just saw this over this past weekend. I went and saw Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Yeah. And I will say this: I had fun. Is it a great movie? Yeah. No, but I had fun, <laughs> and it represented a lot of stuff from when I I loved about Transformers, which realistically the first first transformers movie is a is great it it, it represented a lot of yeah. things after that the sh it went off the rails and bumblebee kind of set it right again I love and, and so much i tried selling and, everyone on it and some people didn't even want to see it because they had grown so attached believe it or not to even the characters i'm like trust me you cannot your argument is invalid they play the 80s thing from the 80s movie that alone makes it great, but for the first the first ten minutes of Bumblebee alone is that was hysterical. It, it, I'm sorry, it's a, it, it's an orgasm for Transformers it fans. Really Everything is. on Cybertron is just they got Fred Dreyer from Freaking Hunter to play the sheriff. I mean, this is like yeah. it's such an unusual cast that shouldn't even work. Such come on, even uh, you get John Cena who John Cena it, it, who I who I still to this day think a lot of people just underrate because. The man yeah. is comic gold. If you've ever seen some of his comedies, when Psych. he just lets loose, he was great on there. He's fantastic on that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and I think he's, I think he is capable of. I think he's growing as an actor. I mean, Peacemaker was phenomenal. Yeah, really emotional. And I saw some people mm -hmm. who didn't want to see it because they weren't crazy about either Suicide Squad. I'm like, shut up, watch it. 
If you like the boys, if you like Deadpool, this is your cup of tea. But yes, just like all these other movies that we can compare and contrast, like we don't have to compare Expanse to Mondo. It's just similar and different. Same thing with all these revenge movies. I can watch all the equalizers and John Wicks of the world and not get bored. And then I see all these other movies and I'm like, I'm going to judge you on your own thing. Did this actor who's, you know, it's a pretty simple formula. Take a has-been actor who's a badass and have him go out for revenge. Simple. And yet I've seen so many fuck it up where they take it too well, serious or they they go on too long or the plot's just dreadful. It just plays like a lesser Bronson crap fest, you know? And yeah. <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of that, Adam, when it when is the Australian production of Revenge of the Mullet start? Revenge of the Mullet. Revenge of the I'll Mullet. I'll let you guys go after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you this much. There is a production currently stooping up down here at Village Roadshow, which is literally about two blocks from my place, where they shot Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme, The Phantom. No. Uh, Ow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and so I they're was only <laughs> no, 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 no. They, well, they might have done some location work, but uh, all the studio stuff is done here. Uh, but down yeah, here, they so what they've done is they started doing sets and stuff like that outside for Mortal Kombat 2. And the hot tip is that Carl Urban is joining to lead this as Johnny Cage. He's that has been, been the rumor. Yeah. So he just left. Ah, uh, so <laughs> My karate skills had his agent going around looking for his places to train to get ready for the role because he's doing a tournament sports karate role. Now, if that's uh, what his person going out there, you can't, you can't, you can't let him leave Australia until he finishes. He does dread two as well, right? Oh, no holds barred. We don't (laughs) better yet. He can do what Thomas Jane, uh, the star of the expanse, did. He can. Hire an awesome director and make a kick-ass twenty-minute short that explodes on the internet. You know, where oh, you know, the short movie came back oh, as the Punisher. Hey, <laughs> hey! All, 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 all I know is, go ahead. There is a better Punisher, an original Punisher, one that is taller. Did it oh, in no. Sydney, no, 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 it is a good soundtrack. I will give you that. Yeah, it is. It almost sounds like Commander. And guess what? That was the second Marvel film. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Howard, Howard the Dark. God. Well, no, no, no. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm daring both of you guys now to go back to the, to the '70s and watch some Nicholas Hammond Amazing Spider-Man. There you go. Oh, good God, no. no. There you go. Oh, you're in your Marvel movies, mate. Marty, hell. Well, no, and this is good, too. To, I mean, I didn't see any corporate reviews of this. Amazon could have easily pulled some dirty plugs. Yeah. I, I don't see what they're doing yeah, now yeah. where you see the critics who are essentially, if you're reading it, the subtext is, I didn't like it. And yet they still gave it like a two and a half or a three or five out of five star. Oh, the one star Marvel Indiana Jones Call of Destiny reviews that are going around right now. Apparently, that oh. is going to bomb bad. Well, I'm going to see it because yeah, can't be worse. It's than Indiana Jones. I'm like, it's there is no, there is nowhere for Indiana Jones to go but up. I'm sorry. Space. <laughs> yeah, watch it. I would legit watch that. Indie fighting aliens and predators in space. Boom. <laughs> Die hard in space. <laughs> there you go. 
They, they, they did that movie. It was called Cowboys versus Aliens. Oh, ouch. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. Yep. Uh, James Bond. And now, now he's facing James Bond's original villain, Casino Royale. Yes. You're going to die scratching my well, bones. And he already fought. James, he, Harrison Ford already fought James Bond on the Yellowstone prequel, so there you go, Timothy Dalton. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, and his yeah. father was James Bond, Sean Connery. So, yeah, he's pretty connected to James Bond. Yes, of course. <laughs> we'll take the Rickers oh. for twenty. So. Uh, maybe before, before we go, I got to ask you guys because it popped up on the internet today. <laughs> Put out the first official picture of Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven the Hunter. I haven't seen it. It's a Sony production. No, 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 That's all we need to say. It's a Sony no, production no, no, that doesn't no, no, have the word no, no, Spider Verse no. in it. So, yeah, well, I just for his, his role as uh, James the Black in uh, Outlaw King, one of the, the biggest heroes from Scotland. And, and he did a fantastic job with him. So, let's who knows? Let's see what happens. The look that looks right. No, 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 no. I'll just say this because, again, we'd like to clear the room and leave it on a positive. Best of luck, everybody. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's been fun to be here. <laughs> we can't predict Might success. Be with you. But, well, because we're just spoiled. We, we have, I miss the days when movie trailers were produced in studios before they got lazy and said, let's hire people who clearly fast forward for the movie and took all the fart jokes and gore and sex and put it in the uh, red band. I, I, I do miss the days too where we got scenes that were in the movie trailer. Next week in the movie. Babylon 5. Oh, yeah. yeah. Coming to theaters from Joel Silver and Richard Donner. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Babylon 5, the trailer for the new animated drop today. It I, beautiful. I, they sold me on that voice cast alone. Phil Lamar is Dr. Franklin. I'm like, fuck yes. And I don't, what's it's the only way to make sense. Make well, it what's amazing. What's very cool is, too, Straczynski <laughs> said he went to all the surviving cast members and said, This is what I'm doing. If any of you say, No, you're not comfortable with somebody when the character is being voiced by somebody else, I will not do it. And they all, the whole surviving cast members said, No, this is a great tribute to them. We want to do this. And we're okay Absolutely. with that aspect. So, awesome. Uh, totally. I mean, and that says a lot because they had so many fallings outs even after while andrea thompson was like i don't care and jerry doyle and jms were fighting and then they were talking about doing a reboot and everyone was still skeptical they're like well he's involved but cw's got oh, they, they were of... skeptical because it was the cw <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't i don't want melrose place 2.0 in space i want or, or you know the hit and miss uh, dc shows the best dc shows in my opinion are if it's not the 90s flash then it's probably going to be gotham or penny's word but that's just me so <laughs> no i i actually give them credit because i really didn't think they were going to renew superman and lois which i think has been better than what i expected it to be and they renewed it for a fourth season i thought it was i thought it, with everything that's going on at warner brothers and with the cw i thought it was gone right well uh, and they got the gotham knights and i take it you've heard how there's recurring oh, jokes no, yeah, Gotham, Gotham Knights is done. Right, yeah, it's that's... done, but I find it so funny how kind of like with all these reviews how you have to literally just shuffle through it to where you might as well just suffer and just watch the product because you're getting... I have, it, I have it, I'll be honest with you, I, I came out and I didn't even know it came out. I mean, that's just how yeah, off the how much my radar they was. put into it. But yeah, like, I even told my sister who's usually up to bat and she's like, never heard of it, sorry. I'm but, like, I mean, I'll give you a... I'll, I'll, you, you want an example of a show like that that I gave a chance and I was really not quite sure what the heck it was going to be uh, with titans and titans. i loved oh. titans 
Titans was much better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, the totally. luck, and one of them ended up being yeah. Jack Reacher. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I I have no problem looking at Minka Kelly in the in the Dove outfit. I'm just going to say. Oh it. yes. <laughs> oh. I swear we're not prudes. Anyway, but yeah, um, <laughs> it's also just interesting just seeing. I just hope we can just find a way, like you say, to just keep reminding people on how to just like you say use your words better because like the expanse i can't think of a single fan who has just like found it it's a total rarity because you're going to see inevitably some star wars fan who's wants to piss off other star wars fans oh mondo it's not all that whoa whoa, whoa. is this bait you know? and then it's like with expanse i don't see anyone they want to literally exist in this world and it makes sense embracing this as a video game because yeah the story will always especially continue. a tell especially the telltale style of video game yeah oh, oh man yeah. i i for me people who i've introduced the expanse to i found it's either they're they're they, they're in on it or they at least give it a legit shot and then just say you know what it's not there's something about it that's not grabbing me and i can understand that too with the expanse it it takes it takes the expanse about four episodes to really they're get probably all just the pieces the crowd <laughs> No, I mean, for some people, I think they just, I, I don't want to say mine. Don't get me wrong. A grandparent won't get this. I get that yeah. much, but. Like... I, I think there, <laughs> I think there are some people who, who they need a little more action in their space adventure. And I think the expanse doesn't give you that until about really halfway through its season. That is also true. Uh, I just lucked out because much like the last ship and other TV shows on at this point, on Spectrum Internet, they had a behind-the-scenes featurette at the end, and it made it worth sitting for all the commercials because I got to learn it more. And uh, literally, I saw Karen Shankar. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that writer. He's a big, famous sci-fi writer. And then he broke down what I just saw. I'm like, holy fuck. I don't have time well, to rewatch it, but I trust you. I trust I, I think, you. Yeah, and get. I'm going to say right now, I think a lot of people who wouldn't have watched it tuned into it when it got the Neil deGrasse and Tyson yes stamp of approval as far as the science of it well and it does seem like people want a second take even though half the time they end up not agreeing with it and it's just like reviews are only as good as the next person you know they're just they're going to keep happening and that's okay there is no pressure Uh, you do not have to like top gun maverick you don't have to even like john wick four but like you say you got to explain just Stand up straight. Well, no, I I don't speak for anybody. I speak for just being straightforward. Just like you say, use your words. I see so many people who can't. I was depressed for the human race when I I got to senior year of high school. And I still knew five losers who could not spell their name. I'm like, I'm not sure who I feel more sorry for. Your parents not caring about you or you not trying to make strides. I mean... Don't you want to get out of this school instead of going to ten- detention every week? You know, and I think that's what this this show reinforces. Not only do we want to know about the world and coexist in it, they want to also explain. You know, just they don't even want to explain just so you'll shut up. You know, they want to legit justify it all without, like you say, over-explaining it, boring you, or just not even trying you know (laughs) the the the, the problem is is that everything is not one extreme or the other there is a lot of layers to ever everything 
And yes. guess what? Not everything is for everybody, and that's Bingo. okay. We don't all have to be thinking the same way. We don't, and we're not wrong because we have a difference of opinion. Right. We can't all be fans of, of certain directors, even. Yeah. I mean, we, we can't all be, you know, we're all fans of you, Bowl, who makes the best movies in the world. Um, we can't all be that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, how, much, how much did you get paid for that? How much did you get paid for that? Right there. Oh, a lot, a lot, a lot. It I'll doesn't even matter at the end of the day. Yeah. It, I mean, altogether, <laughs> I mean, people think I'm crazy when I say I did not care for the last few Scorsese movies. I prefer him when he was at his height. And so many people. I, actually, I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, but that movie. I kid you not. Like when I roasted the Irishman on oh. social media, I had fans coming at me like they were actual mobsters. I was like, chill the fuck out do you see me <laughs> exploding on your case when you bash tom cruise or someone else overrated hey, i i i cannot wait for dead reckoning i i think yeah. the, the mission impossible franchise is one of those franchises the movies have gotten better totally. as it's gone along well, much like some of the star trek trains, uh, much like how I, I have even more I'm looking to it even more forward because not only are the new cast members, you know, highly anticipated, you know, Hannah Waddington from Ted Lasso and Krypton, but then, like you say, they're even bringing people from the original movie in as a key part and tying it all together. And so, like you say, they're kind of like how Strange New Worlds is trying to fix oh, yeah. uh, the Star Trek V, you know, explain Spock's uh, background that kept getting Question for you, Ken. Do you know who taught um, Tom Cruise how to run? Do you have any idea? I do not. Steven Seagal. So when you watch their videos, Nick, watch how fast those arms go and the yeah. legs aren't traveling anywhere. <laughs> I saw the article or the the Jay Leno interview where he was promoting The Rock and he was like, oh, I'd kick that guy's ass next time. <laughs> <With my laughs> uh, rest in peace, Sean. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that to, before we close out, yeah, Kyle, there, it is so true. I see so many people gatekeeping, like uh, I'll see people do it with the crime shows. You can't like FBI and like Chicago Fire. Yes, I fucking can. I, I see, or you can't like CSI and then this other serious one. Yes, I can. I like both CSI and Bosch. Fuck off. But then it gets to even, yeah, uh, just all the action uh, or sci-fi stuff. You can like both that, 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 But that, 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 that's timeless. I remember in the early 90s. Always. You can't yeah. like ER and Chicago Hope. Yes. And they even technically exist in the same universe because there's so many Easter eggs. They loved each other. <laughs> It was a friendly yeah. rivalry instead of like you see with power and like I think Empire or something. I'm like, those shows aren't even alike. How did we get in a random Twitter bastardization? And it's just like half the time it just seems like people want a hot take and that and like they are taking the 15 minutes of fame way too seriously. I'm like, you will always be just that douche on the internet who pissed everyone off for 48 hours. Everybody, everybody has their soapbox now. Absolutely. And they, have a they will find they, there is a platform they can find on the internet to put the, put their stand on their soapbox and yell at the top of their lawn. <laughs> and people will find <laughs> it because, every, because everybody has their thoughts. But the problem is, yeah, is even Kevin Russell does. Yes, that's right? true. <laughs> but um, it doesn't all have to be but, 1984 and doesn't have to be Minority Report either. And it doesn't have to even be yeah. Demolition Man, where we are literally telling you it's illegal to think. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but I mean, it's it's about the intel using your intelligence of the platform and the problem is is that we are in a instant reaction mode all the yes time. absolutely we i didn't want see our instant, 
Yeah, that we was want our instant reaction. I didn't and, see anyone saying, could you believe they did this or that? And then spoil the episode. I, and even if there was, I'm sure they deleted it within like a few minutes or people didn't know what they were specifically talking about because it is that dense. Like you have to be with it from the onset to get all the jokes. So, I mean, I, I didn't see anything near like what, you know, it, it comes down to what's worse, a writer making a decision you a thousand percent disagree with that kills the show or the fans being obnoxious as fuck. You know, I, and about, and about been... another and about another two hours, the internet's going to get real interesting because you yeah. have a lot of people who just saw the flash. Absolutely. And then followed by the newest news on the writer's strike and it's not improved. And it's like, well, the deadline's not for a few more months. So yeah, no shit, Sherlock. It hasn't improved. <laughs> Let it improve with time. But yeah. You know, I, I'm going to give you this much. I won't tell you what I thought of it because I want you guys to enjoy the movie if you want to. Um, I don't know what the hell I just watched. <laughs> that's, that's all I can say. It is. Well, I, 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 I've heard about bizarre. one thing. I, I've, I, I've talked to somebody who's seen it too. And the CGI is horrible. That's what I've heard. That, that was the one thing. Is that it, what, it what he like said? Yeah. What I, what I've heard, and I don't think I'm not going to spoil anything. But what I have heard, it is one of those movies that the first thirty minutes of it is actually really good and really pulls you in, mm -hmm. and then it's just like. They forgot what movie they were making and they just went off the rails. <laughs> it's a shit show. Put it, put it that way. <laughs> it's a well shot shit show. I love it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, truth be told, has there ever been any expanse rumors? It seems like everyone was just minding their business and didn't give a shit about how fans were reacting. They just soaked it up like a good novel, yeah, which it was. I didn't see anything like what happened where people had to turn off notifications you just spoiled the latest episode of breaking bad or game of thrones or walking dead for me is like and there was no way to avoid it like it would be the first well, because thing. because as good as the expanse was and i think but i think it's one of those shows that people got onto later in its run mm. and yes, i think i, I think i so I, th I don't think it ever had that huge water cooler talk like a game of thrones or a walking dead had or something like that it's it, it reminds me of the best comparison i think the expanse is firefly yes. everybody jumped on firefly when it got a proper release and was properly out mm -hmm. and <laughs> the expanse is very much the same way i think a lot of people jumped on it when it hit amazon yes and went because amazon just marketed it so much more and so better so so much better and so a lot of people then they went back and rewatched what was on the sci-fi and they got an appreciation for it but by that time we were in a place where the expanse wasn't water cooler must see television. And because it was streaming on Amazon and we were, again, that goes back to being the, the bridge between going from network to, we weren't, we weren't, we were still trying to figure out how to talk about streaming product at that. Point. Yeah. How do we? Because yeah, I, we, I, we still haven't figured I, it out. <laughs> I mean, the, I, th I, I think when you look back through history, we're going to look at the show that changed how we looked at streaming. And when we started taking streaming seriously was honestly stranger things it's a good point uh, it seemed like that one that's another one people don't know why it works but they're just happy to it, reside it, it, it worked because it stayed within itself and it hit the mark with the generation that it was aiming for but it yeah. gave it gave it gave that that generation something they could watch with their kids and explain some of this stuff too and so it, it was was underrated, what's that adam 
It's overrated like Harry Potter. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I will say the second season was definitely nowhere near as good as the first but i think i'm not a fan but i cannot deny why it's so good yeah the actors really love the characters the gory plot twists and of course all the various timeline references i mean kids are flat out fucking getting a 70s and 80s education that their parents denied them so well and, uh, and mm. if nothing else it has given us david harbour so there you go yeah uh, another beyond talented actor who just seems to i mean he starts off as the sheriff on that show and i yeah, would always wish i had more scenes of him but then yeah then he'd start appearing to movies i'm like can i have a little more of him <laughs> he's just yeah he, exactly i can't not look at him because he he has my attention i trust that whoever he is he's a bad guy about to murder the audience <laughs> he's a or, or if, if you see his christmas cowboy. movie that he did this past year violent yeah Night. he's a violent he is guy. amazing in that movie <laughs> I, I have heard um but all together i mean this is so cool talking about you guys because i feel like i understand it better you know how sometimes you think you know but then people say something that is like i could not say that better <laughs> uh and for further uh appreciation uh anyone who wants some appreciation on the expanse james gapsey host of who would win the martial artist and talk show host did a hysterical versus match with them against apex legends like he took naomi and i think amos and he tried using the ship but they ruled it as outside interference a- 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 amos is your number one draft pick period absolutely dude and uh, i even speaking of firefly i we as part of being a patron you can come up with suggestions so i already suggested plenty of people like jack bauer jason Bourne, james bond rematch and uh, i did come up with what if the rosinante fights the title ship on firefly and he was like uh, it's it's Rosanani. it's gonna cream because the the firefly doesn't have any weapons I'm like, huh? serenity has yeah no weapons um, but it's so funny because i was like i was expecting just that serenity fan to just back into it, just support it and you're like yeah no i haven't even seen expanse and i've heard it could huh. fucking cream this so I'm like damn everybody's it, jumping ship it's funny <laughs> no you want to talk about versus the one that's been hitting the internet a lot in the last couple of days because certain people have seen um extraction two early right. screenings of extraction so there's a lot of talk of hemsworth's character from that versus john wick that's what i'm noticing is just like all now it doesn't even take even one movie sometimes it takes a show uh, i came up with one which was uh jeff bridges character on the old man versus a spy on another recent show and i got a lot of feedback on that and i was like i didn't expect it to get any hits you know because i watch more tv than the average show but it's just like uh, they're like oh good matchup i'm like okay thank you i was hoping for a fun matchup bringing I, back celebrity death match <laughs> it literally is celebrity death match and it's just so funny because james literally just asks questions is like do you think someone so could use a force choke even though he's technically not a sith lord done and uh, the other host ray likes to just yell at people and just you know watch youtube videos it's like dude you are trying too hard just to win just be a smart ass you'll win with flying colors <laughs> oh man you can have people who are virtually useless like i don't know wicked the ewok and jar jar binks versus neelix and i don't know some other annoying star trek character and you still won't know who will win because it's it's humorous <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was a good match, the Expanse versus Apex Legends, and that was total bullshit that they didn't get to use the Rosinante, and it was ruled as outside interference. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Even if Apex still wins, you have to use the Rosinante. 
that's like i don't know james bond without a car it, it doesn't exactly. fucking work and there exactly. is no james bond without the gadgets in car and just doing the whole well let's say for instance they don't have it fuck off you're not going to get batman without his cave so same logic applies here and it's just funny just having to tell people you are overthinking what's supposed to be fun geekdom but without exactly. that you guys fucking own this chat and everyone please check out the fan podcast network check out lethal mullet check out all kinds of discussions that kyle uh campaigns and good job on social media dude you are always interacting you're doing you're checking off yeah. the list Adam is phenomenal on social media. My partner, Kevin, <laughs> my partner in the Phantom Podcast Network, Kevin, is all over the place. And, yes. you know, like like you said, check out the Phantom Podcast Network. It's either you find it on YouTube under Phantom Podcast Network for our videos or go to fpnet.podbean.com or any of your um, podcast catchers. We're on all of the major ones. And, of course, you can find the Lethal Mall as part of the Phantom Podcast Network. Right, Adam? You can. You can also catch all my craziness and um, anic martial arts-wise, all the stuff that I teach. On at the evil moment on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, on TikTok now, and everything. Uh, but yes, you can find the shows, and soon you'll find a live John Wick chat going out in the next day <laughs> as well. That's what's interesting too is how martial arts movies vary by audience. I will see ones that will have five star ratings. I'm like, that hero was bland. I didn't buy any of the fights. And then there's other ones where people shit on like. I don't know, man. This reminds me of some junkie direct video made for TV movie that had Tom the Dragon Wilson or Cynthia Rothrock. Which I'll, I'll say about martial arts, is, by the way. I'll say about martial arts is we're just a few weeks away from season three of Warrior on, on, Ooh, on yes. and Mark the, the, the amazing Mark Dacascus will be part of season three. Oh so. man, that dude, that Iron Chef man. He's, nice fucking he's a legend. Yes, he he's is. Uh, so I have a mild connection. I've talked to a guy who's directed a lot of his recent movies, Chaos. You might know from Talking To mm -hmm. and Ballistic Action yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Mark's the only actor I trust. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't overthink shit. He knows what to do. He can cry on command in addition to doing action. There's nothing better. Mm -hmm. This is as close and as I get to having a Nick Cage or Keanu Reeves type. And, 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 and truthfully, the best crow after brandon lee thank you yes oh yes, man yep. that movie that show gets shat on so many that times show, that, people need to get, i know people don't know about that show that show needs a proper re-release and so they can mm. people can watch that season that's phenomenal is the dvds uploaded onto youtube i think that might be the best way kind of like tells from the crowd yeah. that's how the next generation gets it since the streaming platform hasn't put it up and the dvds out of print and <laughs> too expensive <Yeah. laughs> exactly but we'll get there. yeah no I've kept you guys too long, but man, did you fucking dominate this chat and appreciate you having us on these guys. Yeah, appreciate you let me trust. let me sneak. Yeah, appreciate you let me sneaking in at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> last minute. I all of us kick ass, man. Got speed. Great. Thank okay. great joke. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much, Spence, man. The rules. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thanks again. We'll do, something. we'll do something again soon. I, I know you've been trying to get in touch with me for a while. And I, my schedule, I've I had some it, family dude. health issues. I in just my got schedule. over insomnia. Yeah. So, <laughs> Doesn't yeah. Well, 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 um, you, 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 know, you just shoot me a message on Facebook or something like that. And I'll um, make sure you send me a friend request because I don't know if you sent me a friend request on Facebook. I thought it didn't. I'll try again. <laughs> Double, double double check it. Maybe you have. I've got through so many, and I've been so busy. When when <laughs> we're doing all these shows for the network, it keeps. I do most of the editing, so it keeps me busy. But yeah, we'll hook up and do something. We'll get you on something with the Fandom Podcast Network too. Okay, okay.
It's a deal. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll see you, man. Good to do the show. Thanks again. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.